I see it says, who hath believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? It's going to grow up before the nation like a root out of dry ground. There's no beauty. There's no comeliness. He, he's a carpenter. There's anything that we would desire of him. He's from Galilee. Are you kidding? The Jews had all of the testimony of Scripture and of Psalms and of John the Baptist, but he wasn't the kind of Messiah. They had no use for him. They wanted a political Messiah to deliver them from the politics of Rome and Herod. So each one could sit under their vine and their fig tree. Look, you and I have to be careful about that. Our Messiah, if I say he's my savior, he didn't come to deliver me from Washington or from politics or from everything going on around us, mandates. We think, ah, oh, we need somebody, the person we're gonna look for, we're gonna vote for, they're gonna set us free from all this. No, no, no. That's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is in the mirror. Go home and take a look if you don't believe me. And inside of that, Jesus said, you know, you have heard it hath been said of them of old, thou shalt not kill. I say in your heart, if you're angry at your brother, you've already committed murder in your heart. The Old Testament says thou shalt not commit adultery. I say to you, if you've lusted after a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery. Our problem is not fighting the world around us. Our problem is receiving Christ as our personal savior. Not a political deliverer, but a deliverer from hell and death and from darkness to bring us into the marvelous light. Amen. So he says there, these are, the, these are the steps. This is what necessary. First of all, believe. And it's Jesus. John uses the name Jesus 247 times in his gospel. Matthew uses the name 151 times. Mark uses the name Jesus 13 times. Luke uses the word Jesus 88 times. John uses the word Jesus 247 times. And that's who we have to believe in. His name represents who he is and what he does. And then we receive him to be our own privately, to be my savior. If we believe and if we receive, that's our part, then God looks at us and he says, become. Become. Tells us down in verse 13, which were born, that's Aratus passive, you don't have anything to do with that birth. Any more than you had anything with your first birth, he's going to tell Nicodemus, who was one of the great teachers of Israel, are you the master in Israel? You don't understand this? A man has to be born again from above, anothen, to see the kingdom of God. Here it says, if we will believe and we will receive, then he gives us the authority, the privilege to become the born ones of God, even to those who believe on his name. It's what he does then. We don't deserve it. We don't earn it. He gives the privilege, exousia. He gives the right. He's the one that bestows that because we have believed and we have trusted a sacrifice beyond any of our imaginations. God loved his son more than anyone has ever loved anyone else. And he restrained himself as his son was beaten beyond human recognition, as Isaiah 
52 says, as he was brought as a lamb before her shears is dumb, God the Father restrained himself as his own son screamed, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God the Father restrained himself. That's a love. And he says, if you'll believe and if you'll receive the Savior, my son, as your own, then you become. I'll write a big become over you. Then you become. <laughs>